Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me and it's going to be a bit different this week because I'm only going to talk about one thing but then in some respects it's going to be, it's going to get to the core of what TFM is all about because I'm trying to work through something and I think I'm on, I think I'm on the right side of it, well I don't think the right side of it is the right description, I know how I feel about it and I mean and I guess people might have different views and that's absolutely fine Um, and there's a lot floating around when we get to the end that's kind of talks to the wider issues that we've been discussing for the last couple of years uh, but on a kind of a more of a micro level um we'll get started it should make sense as we as we go on um but we need some twangy guitar just to get us in the right place <laughs> So I'll start with a bit of background and then we'll get into the the situation itself. Um, you're probably aware that I um, coach a junior football team, coach and manage uh, a junior football team. I coach and manage uh, the under-10s football team uh, in the village and I've done that since, we're, we're five years in, we're getting to the end of our fifth season. Um, and I did my coaching badges um, about six years ago, six, seven years ago. And I did uh, an under sixes team for one year, then passed them on to somebody else. And then I started with the group that's under sixes that became the group that I'm still with. And the reason why I started coaching junior football was that uh, Josh really, really enjoyed his football. And I didn't want Jack to miss out on the same opportunities as his brother if there wasn't a coach or somebody to organise that team. And I knew how much pleasure it had brought Josh. So I went away and I did my coaching badges um, and kind of by default, at the the point when you put your hand up and say, I'm going to do this just in case, then that just in case becomes the reality. So uh, I did one year uh, kind of as as a foundation year with the under sixes because we needed a coach for the under sixes and I I found a coach to take that team forward. And then I I started on then with the year that is the the one that I've, I've, I've currently got. Um, I mean, the irony in all of this, uh, bizarrely, is that um, Jack doesn't really like football. And um, it's it's that constant thing now of kind of cajoling Jack to come and play. Because as soon as you start one of these journeys, you end up with a, um, you know, making a connection with, with a wider uh, group of children. So obviously there's 20, 23, 22, 22 in our group. And, um, and and obviously you you know you get to know uh, all of those kids and you you're on you're going on a journey with them so it's kind of weird when when Jack's um, when Jack's kind of not enjoying it as, as as much as some of the others but that's that's the background to where we are and all the teas and the coffees and the matches and the travelling away and the tournaments and all the kind of thing that all builds into you know what you throw into running a you know a junior a football club particularly. When I mean, my group are nine and ten, so particularly when you're at that sort of age. And then um, the other bit of background that you kind of need to know is that I first heard about this when I was at the guitar show. So I got a phone call about 10 minutes before I was due to start comparing the live stage on the uh, first morning, I think, on the Saturday. So we go back to the last weekend in February and I got a phone call that gave me the first snippets of what would become the rest of this story whilst I was with Jason in Birmingham. (laughs) 
Now, the phone call I received was to outline an incident with uh, another coach. And it was to outline an incident where a um, this particular coach had played a player who was ineligible to play. So what you have to do in junior football is um, the players are registered to the club. That's the first, the first step of the process. And then the club registers those players for a particular team in the league. And you can only play for one team. So in my age group, I've got two teams, um, the Reds and the Blues. But I have to pick at the start of the season uh, which players are registered to which of those two teams. And I can transfer them within teams, but that's about a seven-day process to do. So I, what I can't do is wake up on a, on a Sunday morning and decide to move a player from the Reds into the Blues and vice versa. Um and what I absolutely can't do is I can't play a player that isn't registered to be played by the league. And it's a, it's an app-based thing. So you have an app and on the app for each of your teams, you have a list of the players who are both registered by the league and who are eligible to play for that particular team. And before the game, you you have to effectively select those players and hit send, which confirms those players have, have, have been picked essentially for that for that game. Um, so I got a phone call to say uh, one of the coaches had had played an illegible player, um, and more importantly, um, he'd asked this player that if he was challenged um, to give his name for any reason, which in in all honesty, at junior football is a booking, then he was given the name of a uh, another player to give instead. So he was he was basically told, look if if you need to give this name out, um, if if you're asked, because this this person's name is actually on my register of players, uh, and your name isn't. And as you would expect in this situation, because we wouldn't be talking about it otherwise, um, this player was booked, and he gave, as instructed by his coach, he gave the alternative name. Now. Um, for so many reasons, that's a no-no. But we'll we'll come back round to it. That's the that's the facts of the particular situation. Uh, and I'll just just to reiterate: a player was played. He's not available. You can tell from the list on the app. He's not available to play. He was picked anyway. Uh, he was picked because they were short on numbers, um, and he was given the details, knowingly given the details of somebody else to give if he was, if he was challenged as to who he was. Um, so essentially you've got, you've got the crime and you've got the cover up. My first statement or my first comment back to the chairman after he outlined what he, uh, he, he said was, have we been suspended from the league? Um, and the question was based on the fact that although the initial um, issue, the initial uh, crime, if you like, of fielding an ineligible player was very, very serious, in my head I thought that constituted probably something that would be a fine for that particular team or maybe a fine for the club, but probably wouldn't be any more than that. Um, but obviously straight away, as soon as I heard uh, about the provision that was put in place to cover this up, then at that point, I I thought that was a situation that that might warrant a suspension for either that team or for the entire club. Um, and you've got a, a lot of children involved because you're talking about ten or eleven age groups. So honestly, that's where I thought the you know I thought that's where the conversation was going to go. Uh, and I was told that no, 
that that wasn't the case. But the only reason that wasn't the case was because a the club had raised the issue with the league before the league had discovered um, the deceit, um, and also the club had um, said that they would deal with the issue robustly within the context of the constitution of the football club. So on the back of the fact that not only had it been it been proactively raised um, with the with the league, but also because of the actions that were going to be taken, um, that that they wouldn't consider a suspension at this point in time, but they would be very very interested in what happens in terms of the outcome. So straight away, that was the first thing. That's where I'm, I'm telling you that because that's where my mind went first. Now. That might have something to do with me. That might have something to do with all the things I've gone through with regard to becoming a governor. It might have something to do with the fact that um, clearly this was this was a safeguarding issue. Um, that we are in 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 junior football. We are talking about minors up to the age of eighteen. So therefore, you are in a position of care. You have a duty of care um, to a minor. Um, and that's a, a position of trust that, that, that you have to take very, very seriously. And obviously, as part of the training programme, you have to do a safeguarding course in the same way you have to do a first aid course. And you have to, uh, that safeguarding course has to be renewed um, every few years in the same way that things like your DBS um, are renewed every few years. So um, the FA, which for the right, you know, for all the right reasons, because it has history, uh, takes safeguarding. Um, very, very seriously. But then it doesn't take safeguarding, I guess, any more seriously than any other institutions that I've come across. And all the junior football, uh, sorry, junior sport I've come across takes safeguarding remarkably seriously. And certainly, you know, when it comes to um, being governor, then the amount of information, I, you know, the amount of courses I've had to go through uh, to allow myself to, to stand as a governor is, you know, is, is far greater than what you have to go through to coach um, a junior football team so the the whole safeguarding issue is 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 is, is baked in to the process now um, now you can take a view on how important you think that is but it's it's baked in so because of that that's where my mind um, went first on this particular topic and as I say I was fairly astonished as to as to the fact that we hadn't gone um, we hadn't you know we hadn't been suspended uh, the next part of the conversation um, basically uh, was to inform me that there'd been a, um, a management committee meeting with the coach in question. And after weighing up all the evidence, that committee had recommended that that coach uh, no longer uh, be eligible to, to coach for the, the football club uh, moving forward. And um, I thought that was balanced and fair. I, I thought... Um, I mean, this coach has, has, has worked in junior football for a long, long time and has given an inordinate amount, and, and you can't underestimate that. But as far as I was concerned, this was kind of a, this was kind of a red line. So um, in this situation, I, I looked at that report and thought, OK, that's, that's, that's fine. So as you would expect, in a situation like this, there's a right of appeal and the coach in question um, decided to appeal the decision. And that meant a wider meeting of the, the football club, of the, of the entire football club committee, which basically means the elected people and, um, and then the, the age group 
um, coaches, a representative from each of the age groups, and then the elected um, representatives or the elected officials make up the, the the football club as far as the, the you know the constitution of the club is concerned. And so we had that meeting um, this week, a couple of days ago, and I, I'm fairly used to the format of something like that. It's something I've come across um, in in sort of my governor work. Um, and it's as you'd expect. It's a it's a very very tight agenda. Um, you get together collectively. Um, the um, the report, uh, you know, the, the report from the disciplinary meeting uh, was was gone through um, by the uh, by a member of the disciplinary team or the management team, um, and the opportunity was given to ask questions on that particular report, and then the coaching question was allowed to make a statement in uh, in defence in appeal. Um, and questions were allowed to be asked with regard to that. And then once we got through that, the coach was asked to leave so the wider uh, wider group could discuss and then have a vote on whether you you uphold the sanction put in place or whether you uh, rescind that sanction and you reinstate um, the coach in this instance. And as I say, the kind of procedure that I've, I've been through, you know, a few times before, this is where it starts to get, complicated this is where it starts to get complicated not in terms of the situation it becomes complicated for me because as I said this is this is a bit of a red line for me I, I kind of at the point where we we get to the cover-up at the point when we knowingly put provision in place um, in case you are found out to 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 then therefore deflect that's the point where I have a, an issue particularly when we're talking about um, a safeguarding issue. And at the end of the day, uh, whilst uh, mini soccer junior football goes up to under 18s, um, in the eyes of the law, they are minors. Um, And so therefore you are in a a position of of trust, a position of care, uh, or you have a duty of care as a a coach um, towards, towards your team, towards those minors in your care. And asking them to do something which is not only against the rules, but is also, in my mind, morally wrong, I have an issue with. Uh, so it was a fairly fairly clear-cut thing for me, irrespective of of, of the amount of time and, and the incredible commitment that the coach had put in. This this had actually nothing to do with, with the coach in question. This was how I would expect myself to have been dealt with had the situation happened to me. Um, though I'd, I would hope in that situation I wouldn't have gone to appeal. But anyway, let's say it had happened to me in a moment of madness. I would have expected to have been, you know, sanctioned and that sanction upheld accordingly. Um, after the proceedings, when we got to the point of, of the vote... Um, which was a secret ballot, um, it fell absolutely down the middle, six votes on either side of the people in the room um, as to whether you reinstate or to whether you uphold. And at that point in time, the chairman makes a decision and he makes the decision to uphold um, the sanction, uh, as you would expect uh, in this situation. But the thing I'm struggling with, what I'm having a problem with, is how we get to a situation where that's not 12-0. And I think it talks to, it it talks to a wider societal thing. You could, you could paint this as Brexit, you could paint this as, you know, wokeism versus non-wokeism, but what it, it 
talks to is divides fissures that fall on one side of an argument and not on the and not on the other and the fact that in this particular instance the safeguarding issue is trumped by a uh, a sense that somebody has done a lot of things over a long period of time now in my mind the punishment fit the crime but for a lot of other people um it didn't work in that way and that and and that's the thing i'm now i'm now struggling with where this becomes tricky and where i have no answers and where this makes therapy for me the perfect um, title for this situation, because all I'm doing at the moment is talking about it. I, I don't have a solution to this, to where we now find ourselves. Is that um, one of the people who holds two elected roles on the committee has now resigned. And there are question marks over um, the other elected officials, because essentially half of the football club has undermined what for those people is a red line. Um, and I don't know how an institution like this recovers from here um, because we are, you know, we are now in Brexit territory. We're now in, in Trump territory. We're now in all of these things. You can, you can take this and you can take the situation this week with Trump just as an example and you can you can overlay the two, and there are similarities, because something is being is being projected in two very di- distinct ways, and you're being asked to make a decision. Um, and it's interesting that we're not all falling the same the same way. Um, so in microcosm, this is kind of it's kind of a lot of what we've talked about for the for the last three years. The thing that's really sad is, as I say, I don't know what happens next because I don't know who steps up now to fix this when you've got such a, a you know, a, a straight down the middle divide of an, of an opinion on a topic that, as far as I'm concerned, is is kind of non-negotiable. You know, if you if you asked Gareth Southgate if this was OK I can't believe he would tell you that this was okay. I think in the context of the society we live in now, in the world that we live in now, I I I don't I just don't think this is okay. Um but I imagine that you know somebody would make a case on the front of the Daily Mail that it was. Um and that's and that's the bit that I'm I'm kind of struggling with. So I can't offer you any answers this week. I I, I very rarely can offer you answers anyway. And I didn't want to use... uh, This situation is being used in in the sense of of, of just an example that's that's gone on in my life this week that I'm struggling to, to kind of find anything as a... Not a conclusion, but to find a path through. Um, in the way that I don't think we have a path through Brexit, and I don't think we have a path through a lot of issues at the moment. We just we're just bumbling along. We're not getting any closer to a resolution. We're just we're just hoping that there's no flashpoint. And and I I feel a little you know exactly the same in this scenario. Uh, thank you for thank you for being there. Thank you for listening. This this is <laughs> this is exactly what this was set up for. I know there's some weeks when it doesn't feel like that. 
But when something like this comes along, you realize exactly the power of being able to just talk about it um, for, you know, for a while. Because I'm, I also don't know if I'm missing something. I, I've had, have I got this one wrong? I don't know. I'm, I, you know, and you question those things. Have I re am I really, am I missing this? Is this, is this not what I've blown it all up into? And, and, and of course, the only way you get through that is just to keep going over it and going over it and going over it and see if your opinion shifts. And at the moment, my opinion's not shifted. Um, have a good weekend. Stay safe. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>